naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to the mind of Iggy. Welcome to Indigenous Day for some of you. And come Lama's Day for others of you. Well, whatever your recognition is, whatever you're recognizing, um, either way, true fact, fun fact, the Americas was already here, and there were people already living on the Americas. There were already people living in the, in the West Indies. There was already people living on those islands. And to say that they discovered it is a lie. You rediscovered something that was already there, that was already belonged to somebody. So, with my white sage, I'm just here to say, hey, happy Indigenous Day for myself. And if you're a Columbus Day person, that's fine. I'm also Italian as well. And a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm the combination and collaboration and the rape and the pillaging and the manipulation of the conquerors, the people in power. I don't want to say the people per se. I don't want to say the people of Europe, people of Spain or Portugal or these places. Because the people were doing their normal thing, trying to survive, trying to live, trying to feed their families. But the kings and queens, the monarchies, the militaries, the priests, the church, the clergy, they'd done wrong in the world. They've hurt people. Now, maybe I wouldn't be here today if that didn't happen. But regardless, I'm here. And I'm here to voice for those who can't speak anymore. Millions of people, a genocide back in 1492, even before that. You know, there was people coming here and jumping off and leaving and taking and raping this land. Because they thought they were allowed to. They thought they could. And, you know, but there was good people that came too. There are people here who came to help the natives. There are people here who defended the natives, but you never hear about them because that's not important. What's important is how much they made, how much they were able to bring back to Europe and fund the monarchy and the church. You know, so I'm here talking about Christopher Columbus and those of you who are Italian, uh, probably get upset when people talk about Christopher Columbus, but like I said, Mandriotti is my maiden name, which is my mother's uh, last name, which is Mandriotto from Italy. I'm also Italian, but I'm also here to remember, you know, and I'm here to think and remember those part of my ancestry that is indigenous, the ones that are people who were there, people that were hurt, people that were conquered, the people who got pelted with smallpox blankets after the Spanish came to our part of the world, you know, and did what they did and took what they took. But history has been written. History is here. History. And it's not to be canceled. You can't cancel this. We should never cancel this history, part of history, because we should always remember this part of history. When we cancel history and we try to change it, that means we're trying to hide something. Christopher Columbus was a bastard son who came here and abused and hurt people. All in the name of his legacy all in the name of his um, desire for fame and fortune 
and money because it was his enterprise. Okay, so who paid for that? The indigenous people of these lands. The indigenous people over a course of time, it affected everybody. The whole world's different because Spain, Italy, England, all these countries came here seeking fortune, money, and a place to put their people. They were overpopulating their areas. And you know what? A lot of people were killed and massacred because they didn't speak the language, because they looked different, because they smelled different, they ate different, they dressed different, they talked different, they gathered different, they celebrated different, they had a different belief system, different culture. And you know, I'm not here to slam anybody's religion. The religion took advantage of that situation, took advantage, and religion was very powerful back then. The Catholic Church was very powerful, very strong, very, very dominant, very dominant force. It was, it, even the monarchies were afraid of the Catholic Church. Okay, so things changed and shifted, things change and shift. Now, we're here in this present moment. We're here in this world. And we're here, and there are people who are still have been left behind. There are people who live on reservations in my country and then in your country, my country here in the United States. There are people all over scattered around because of the colonization, because of the conquest, conquering lands for power, for greed, because they could. That's why they did it. Not because they were nice people and trying to make better for this land, no. We were in the way. The indigenous people were in the way and we weren't able to see us as, but other than a commodity, slavery, other than subhuman, but nobody talks about this. Everybody's afraid to talk about it because everybody's afraid that we're going to offend somebody or that I should get over it because that wasn't my ancestors. No, your ancestors did not necessarily do this, but some of our ancestors, some of our people in our lines did do this. But here's the, here's the difference. Here's what I want to get to. Maybe you didn't do it, but you have the opportunity to make it right. That's what you do have. You have the potential to make things correct. And every generation doesn't make it right. Every generation of the politicians and presidents does not make it right. They throw you a bone. They throw you this and they give you that. And you're supposed to be happy. Why? Because there's treaties. And if the treaty changes, then they'd have to give back lands. Yeah, Iggy's complaining. Oh, Iggy's bitching because, you know, Christopher Columbus came here and conquered everybody. Now we're here. No, I'm here to remind you and remember that a lot of people's lives were lost on both sides. Okay, but mostly the ones who didn't have the muskets, the ones who were affected by disease, who were killed off. History should never be repeated. History should be always taught. History should always be shared because that's how we learn. And as we move in this time period now, we should remember that these people, these indigenous people, these lands, these First Nations people, these people who were here before us, I am half part or multiple parts of the indigenous culture, also the European as well. But I hear and I also remember my, my, my culture and also remember the religion that I believe in. And I commingle them and mix them because that's the way they taught us to be. So it's not a celebration. It's not a party. It's a remembering. It's an acknowledgement and say, hey, you know what? You paid the ultimate sacrifice. You paid the ultimate sacrifice 
for progress. You paid the ultimate price with your life. You paid the ultimate price because somebody wanted land, because somebody wanted power, because somebody wanted more. They weren't satisfied with just having what they had. They had to have more. And as we live in this country now today and we look around, we should be very grateful, very grateful for what we have. And we should also be very grateful and understanding that the people and the indigenous people who live here now still don't have it right, still don't have the means, still not able to somewhat feed their families or live a life that I would call, you know, a life. When we try to indoctrinate people into belief systems and we want them to comply and be part of this culture and then wipe away their belief systems and cultures, that doesn't work. It doesn't, can't work. If I told you tomorrow that you have to live the way I tell you to live, that you have to drum every day, that you have to eat certain things every day, and this is where you're going to live and your kids are going to go to my school. Your kids are gonna to go to and learn what I want them to learn. They're gonna learn how to talk to the trees. They're gonna go learn how to navigate the waters. They're gonna to learn to speak to the clouds. They're gonna to learn to drum. They're gonna to learn to sing. They're gonna learn how to smoke a pipe. Now, a lot of you might be in border with that, but a lot of you might not be. But if it was mandated and it was forced and it was law, it doesn't matter what you would think. What if the indigenous people won that war? What if the indigenous people got it right, were able to defend themselves, and the last pockets of Europeans were thrown on a reservation because they didn't want to go back to England, and they had to live there, encapsulated between different states, different ideologies and belief systems? What if the tables were turned? What if it was completely different? You know, what if? You know, we don't live in what ifs. We live in what's now. And what's now is what we are here. There are a lot of you who were born here now. You weren't born in Europe. You weren't born in Spain, in England, or wherever you come, wherever your ancestors come from. So this is the only home you know. And I can't, and no one should ever punish you or make you feel wrong for that. Because that's who you are. You're an American. This is your land. This is your home. Did you steal it? Not necessarily, no. But your ancestors did. They took it. My ancestors did. They took it. And then you know what? They made and they bred with the indigenous people of these lands and created a person like myself. And many of you like yourselves. Some of you are very, many of you are Cherokee and many different uh, factions and different tribes you come from. Because that's what happens. That's what happens when you come to another place, another land, just things, people fall in love, people get raped, people get abused, people become part of the system. So we've all been indoctrinated into the system. Now we're, it used to be a melting pot. Now we're a salad. We're more like a salad bowl. Some of us are tomatoes, some of us are lettuce, some of us are cucumbers. We all bring different parts, different things to the table now. I can't say that we're all melted in in commingled. The only thing that may be melted in is our DNA and our physical body, but maybe not our belief systems. We still live in factions. We have our Italian festivals, our Polish festivals, 
our Greek festivals, our native powwows. We still have all these things that we do because that's how we recognize ourselves. That's how we identify ourselves, to be part of something. To be human is to attach to something that you truly believe you are from and you love. Indigenous people try to do that, but many of these people have lost their history, have lost who they are. Many of them don't even know, don't even care to learn. Why? Because they've been assimilated. And hopefully their ancestors keep teaching their kids and teaching the ones that learn. That way, one day when someone one does want to learn, they will learn. And sometimes you should, people ask me, why do I share my, my belief systems with people? Why do I share my culture with them? Because if I don't, it could get lost. And it's a beautiful culture to know. It's a beautiful way of learning. It's a beautiful way to understand who we are and who we were and who will continue being. You know, it's a shame that things couldn't have worked out differently because this world would probably be a completely different world. But it's not. It's not. It's not the world that we that we got. It's the world that was made. This is the world that was forced upon. This is the world that was created. And you know, there was nobody there to fight for the indigenous people's rights. There was no one there to speak for them. There was no one there to help them. They had to help themselves. And many of them died of disease before any of these battles ever occurred. But eventually disease, poverty, and famine took over. Now we can't imagine what that felt like. We have no idea what that was like. We have no clue what that even tastes like or smelled like or felt like to not be able to eat, not be able to drink fresh water and to be cut off from all the resources that you're used to every day and to be put into these into these places and then eventually what happened many indigenous people succumbed and submitted and came to the other side because they knew they had to survive they had to find a way to protect their families and then they were pitted against each other as well for there are people who fought until they fought until they couldn't fight no more some of them will call them terrorists some will call them freedom fighters some will call them revolutionaries someone would call them just plain bad it depends what side of story, what side of history you're on and how you look at it and how you feel about it. If you now have any indigenous blood in you, it may be a little bit harder for you to understand where I'm coming from. But if you do and you have empathy and compassion for other people and what it means to be a human being versus to just be an indigenous person or a European or a colonist or a conqueror. You know, like I said earlier in my story, many people we're just living their life in Europe, Eastern Europe, and all these different places like you and I do. But you know what? Our governments are to blame for what happened here. Our governments are to blame what happens around the world because our governments make decisions. The only fault we have in today's society, in today's world, is that here in the United States, we have the ability to vote. We have the ability to cast a ballot to walk into a booth and make a decision that will impact the rest of the world. Today, we have the right to pick leaders that we choose because the leadership to become a leader in this country has been obscured and has been changed. There used to be a time where you could just, you and I could walk up and want to be part of the system and we could be part of the system. That's no more. Now it's reserved for the wealthy, the rich, the ultra rich, people with political connections, 
people who are lawyers or doctors, people with higher education standards, not that, that qualifies them to be a leader in this world, not that that qualifies them, but these are the people who we eventually give the reins to and we entrust them to speak for us. But do they listen to us? Absolutely, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? That's all an opinion. That's all a way of thinking. But do our leaders really listen to us? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It depends who you ask. It depends what affiliation you are. Either you're Republican or Democrat, Independent, Green Party, Socialist Party, Communist Party, depending what you are. I know you can't please everybody, but when the indigenous people had no, no voice whatsoever, at least you have a voice to make changes in this world. You have a voice to make the difference. You have a voice and you have the right to raise up arms as well against a tyranny, a tyrannical government, if you feel it's tyrannical. The question is, whose view and whose interpretation of tyrannical and what that means and what that looks like? We get caught in semantics. We get caught into the little, you know, cosplays of what it means to be a tyrannical system. For some people strive in a tyrannical system. Some people suffer in a tyrannical system. As much as they suffer in a system that is normal and what it's in front of us. So what would you do to make a difference in your life as we move into new openings and new awakenings in this planet, as we awaken as human beings, what are you going to do? What will you bring to the table? What will you bring to humanity? What will you share with the world? Are you happy and content with what you see? Are you willing to lay your life down to change the world? Is it necessary to lay our life down to change the world? Some people believe yes and some people believe not. But I'll tell you, sitting and watching is good for a time, but eventually you'll have to stick up and you'll have to pick a side because a side will be picked for you regardless of what you think, regardless of what you decide, regardless if you stay neutral. You will be forced into the river, into the flow when the majority flows. You could stay and hang and act like you don't care or pretend like you can't, you're not part and you don't really want to be involved. But sometimes being silent is just as powerful and it's just as dangerous as those who scream and yell. So your voice being silent or heard or spoken or not is very powerful. The indigenous people yell, they scream, they fought. Where was God for them? Where was the belief? Where was the love? Where was the humanity for these people? As we look around in the world today, the same things have happened. We've had many times throughout history seen people persecuted and killed all in the name of God. And I'm not here to slander God or religions. I'm here to slander and to get in man's face and remind that man is abusing the power has been bestowed upon him to do the right things for humanity, to do the right things for human beings. That's who is at fault. Who's at fault? Man. Man because man abuses man. Man abuses woman. Man abuses the power that has been given by the people, for the people. Here in this country, we're free. But are we free? Are we truly free? That's to be open for debate and for topics to be researched. But either way, I implore you to look and to understand what it means today to be Columbus Day, what it means to be Indigenous Day, what that means to you, what that truly plays out. 
Are we people that just succumb and subdue because we're told to? Are we supposed to just follow because we're told to? Are we supposed to follow because they say the science said so? Is it just such a blanket statement to say, I trust the science? Because that's really a big blanket statement. That's like saying all Hispanics dance Latin music. That all Hispanics speak Spanish. Because they don't. We live in a world of blanket statements where we just start everything in one big category. We live in a world of, you know, correcting history, cancel cultures, woke, you know. We, we, we're living in a world of where we're, the powers to be are deciding what's best for you, what's best for the world. But I'm also here to remind you that you who were born here in this country and these other countries, you are natives to these lands. As painful as it is, as painful as it is for indigenous people to hear that, you have no other home. This is your home. I just ask that you don't make the same mistakes or allow other people to make the same mistakes. Fight for your freedoms. Protect your freedoms. Because they're not free. They're not. You think they're free. You think you're free. You're only free when you apply and you make sure that the freedoms are respected and honored. That's the only time you know when you're free. Some of you may agree with me, some of you not, but I'm not here to ask for an agreement. I'm here for you to give you a different perspective on how an indigenous person of mixed blood thinks about the world and how they see the world. I have many friends here on Facebook who are from Peru, from all over the world here in the United States, Columbus, Ohio, and I'm not here to slam you. I'm just here to remind you that indigenous people deserve the right to be remembered for their contributions for their life and their sacrifice because many indigenous people many indigenous people helped the white european when they came across on their ships and when they had nothing to eat that we forget these stories yes we call thanksgiving but what's the true meaning of thanksgiving what's the true meaning of giving the true meaning of giving is understanding what you took and what you no longer belongs to somebody else. The true meaning is giving thanks for the opportunities to be and to make this a better place. Now, there are many people who are suffering. We have people who are homeless. There are people, Americans, who, are, who have nothing to eat, nothing to have, nothing to gain. And a lot of it could be because they're displaced or they're broke or poor. But a majority of them, they suffer mental illness. But my friends, you know, I'm not here to gripe. I'm just here to remember that the Incas were conquered in 30 minutes because they believed that the people who came from the boats and the ships and the horses and their shiny armors and their muskets were gods. Is that ignorance on their part? No, it's not ignorance on their parts. It's not ignorance because they believed and they trust and they had faith in what they believed in. And that faith and that trust was turned on them. And once they were conquered, once they, the Spaniards wanted the gold, filled up to a room so high, they wanted more, and then they executed the leader, Atahualpa. And then the people were frightened without a king. And when a god king dies, people scatter, people get confused and don't understand. So they very clack, very tactful, very smart conquerors knew what they were doing. And you know what? The rest is history. 
Then they brought their blankets with smallpox and distributed them throughout the communities and throughout the world so they can depopulate these areas so they wouldn't have to fight very much with people. But our immunity grows and becomes stronger. And the indigenous people who, through herd immunity, eventually they did survive. Because smallpox is still around, my friends. It's not gone. Because eventually the body learns to create its own immune system and protects it. And then we move through it. There was no scientist to tell you that. They just knew that they knew, had a weapon and they used it. So my friends, without getting too political, because this story can get spun out anyways, it's today's remembrance. Today's an honoring old ceremony. If even for a minute, just say thank you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you. To these people who lost their lives, who will be ever forgotten in history, who will never be remembered, who will never, will never have a name spoken, who will never have a face attached to them as we live throughout our lives as well. The only remembrance they have as a history is what happened to them versus of who they were and what they did and the contributions they brought to the world. So as for Christopher Columbus Day, I do believe it should be changed. Personally, that is my personal opinion. Christopher Columbus doesn't represent the whole. Christopher Columbus represents a part of the whole. So the indigenous people have the right to be remembered. And did Christopher Columbus change the world? Of course he did. All right, my friends. With that, I want to say goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind of Iggy. I know I spoke more than I probably should. But I thought it was important. And I thought it was something that needed to be said. I'll never be afraid to speak for indigenous rights and for people's rights or human rights. Because if no one speaks, no one was heard. And sometimes people wait for that person to speak because they don't know how to articulate what the feelings and emotions that they have. So I will continue drumming. I will continue doing my ceremonies, my sweat lodges, and all the things that I do in my life in order to share my history and my love for what it means to be an indigenous human being. I don't forget my European roots, but I truly am in love with the indigenous aspects of who I am and the parts of myself. And with that, Aho, namaste, and I will see you next time. Have a beautiful Monday.